This episode is brought to you by my annual mobile event workshop, which is coming up May 24th. And if you're listening to this episode well after it's released, that's okay. You can get on the wait list for the next one. So if you're planning to launch a new mobile event business, whether that's soft play rentals, balloon art, or anything in the mobile event realm, I want to personally invite you to join me on May 24th. Head to the show notes for all the details. This year, there are two convenient times to choose from. And when you sign up, you will get instant access to my mobile event business plan. You can download and edit to fit your business and much more. I will see you May 24th for this annual 90-minute virtual workshop that will give you all the details you need to get started, including business formation, legalities, accepting bookings and payments, ordering equipment, all of that is covered. Plus, at the end of the workshop, I stick around to answer any questions you may have. So head to the show notes to save your spot now, and I will see you there. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right, Playmakers. So yesterday's episode topic was a little bit more on the grim side because we talked about preparing your indoor playground or play space for emergencies. And more specifically, I gave you a couple tips on how to prepare yourself and your space and your staff for customer injury-related emergencies, whether that's something as simple as a head bump or a more serious slip and fall incident or anything on the spectrum. So Go back and listen to that episode if you need a refresher on those basics. And as I mentioned yesterday, it's really meant to be a starting off point to better review your procedures with your insurance agent and your lawyer. But as I mentioned yesterday, I wanted to lighten it up a little bit for today's episode and talk about something fun. So today we're going to talk about birthday parties. So if you're in my group coaching program, Playmaker Society, all of that information is linked in the show notes, by the way, if you are not. But if you are in my group coaching program, I have an entire two and a half hour advanced training video where I talk about birthday parties from A to Z and specifically executing birthday parties in such a way that generates really positive word of mouth and five-star reviews so that you can get your birthday party momentum going and So it can become a lot easier to book out your birthday party calendar for months, even years in advance. And something that Alicia, the owner of Gentle Hands Play Space, said in my Playmaker Society group coaching program group the other day really struck a chord with me. And somebody was posting in the group like, hey, I just opened a month ago. I haven't booked a ton of parties yet. What can I do? And of course, we gave her a ton of suggestions. But something that Alicia said was that you know, getting those first couple parties is really key. Once you have those first couple under your belt and you get those reviews and you generate that good word of mouth, then the momentum really starts to get going and it becomes so much easier. But if your guests don't have a great experience at the party, then you're not going to generate that good word of mouth. You're not going to get those reviews that lead to more bookings and more sales. And it's always going to be an uphill battle. Something that I said in a previous podcast episode is it might always feel like you're pushing a boulder up a hill. Again, if you're not allowing your customers 
to generate that good word of mouth. And it all comes down to the customer experience. So again, while that full advanced training is reserved for my Playmaker Society members, I wanted to give you two tips today that have really stood out to me recently. And I want to give credit where credit is due because these two amazing Playmakers really brought these tips to the forefront of my mind. So the first tip is going to come to you from Heather Jackson, who is the owner of Jumpin' Jacks in Georgia. And she shared in our group the other day that a huge difference maker for her in the execution of her parties and really making sure everything runs completely smoothly smoothly from the beginning of the party all the way to the end of the party is posting a timeline of the party on a big TV so that all of the guests can see it. Now, we did this a little bit differently because for our TVs, we always had a themed image for the child's birthday. So maybe, for example, it would say, happy third birthday, Silas, and there would be a bunch of T-Rexes or something like that on the screen. And then we would have our timeline on a chalkboard because we had chalkboards all over our facility. It kind of fit our aesthetic. So there are a bunch of different ways to execute this and make it work for you based on what assets you have in your business, what signage you already have, things like that. But Heather basically said, hey guys, I started posting a timeline and it's really helped because again, something that a lot of new indoor playground owners really struggle with is the timeline of the party and getting guests to follow it. So for example, for our parties, they were two hours long. We always had the first 90 minutes be open grazing. So we would set the food out right at the beginning. People could eat. People could, you know, come and go in the play area as they wished. And then at that 90 minute mark, we always closed the play area. And then, and only then did we do cake, cupcakes, presents, goodie bags, all that good stuff. And a lot of times before we started posting this timeline, people would say, you know, when are we doing this? When are we doing this? When are we doing this? And there was always this air of confusion in the room. And while we fully communicated our timeline to the hosts, it took me several months to realize like, hey, it would be really helpful if we could also communicate this timeline with all of the guests in a really clear way so they knew exactly what to expect. And this became especially helpful when it became time to close the play area because before we started implementing this timeline and making it really visible for everyone, parents were always shocked when we closed the play area and they didn't really understand it. And even if we pushed chairs in front of the gates, even if we put a closed sign in front of the play area door, they were dealing with tantrums because they didn't prepare their child enough for the playroom to close or they wouldn't quite understand and they would still let their children in the play area while we were trying to clean it and prepare for the next party. So something that both Heather and I found is that by posting this timeline clearly and giving parents a chance to coordinate their child's bathroom trips or prepare their child for the playroom to close at a specific time, if the child was you know, of the right age, all of these things, all of these tools that we can give parents to help give them a better experience, help prepare their children to have a better experience, And it just makes it a lot easier on the host so that they don't have to go around the room and explain to everybody, oh, we're going to do cake at this time. We're going to close the playroom at this time, right? We always, as owners, want to take as much burden, as much work off the host shoulders as possible. So again, this really simple tip by posting a timeline of all of the party events where everybody can see it can 
really help a lot of, it can help prevent a lot of problems, a lot of tantrums, a lot of disappointment and a lot of issues. And your staff is going to thank you for this as well, because one of the most awkward things as a staff member, and this is, you know, pretty much from the mouths of my own staff, one of the most awkward things is having to ask a parent like, hey, you know, we already closed the play area. Can you please come get your child? Like that is never a situation that you want to put your staff members in. So by empowering them with this clearly posted sign, at least if they do have to do that, they can clearly point to it and say, hey, you know, per this sign, we always close the play area at this specific time. So can you please help us out by following the timeline? So Again, we always want to over-communicate whenever possible, and this includes during the party. And by preventing all of these problems and all of these issues, everyone is going to have a better time, both your guests and your hosts, and it's going to lead to more momentum, more sales, more bookings by creating that positive experience and generating positive word of mouth. All right, so again, wrap up. Tip number one is posting a clear timeline for everybody to see and also communicating that timeline with your host well in advance of the party. The second tip comes from Maya Griffin, somebody that I've talked about previously on this podcast, and she is the owner of Sophia's Clubhouse in Chicago. And something that I heard her talk about on TikTok the other day was really clever. And she mentioned that she always gives goodie bags at the end of the party because that really helps prevent any tantrums on the kid's way out the door. Because another pain point that a lot of us see with hosting birthday parties is that kids don't want to leave, right? They're having such a great time. They're having so much fun with their friends that when it comes time to leave, it can really be just a cry fest. And something that Maya noticed is that if she hands out goodie bags at the very end of the party, it not only gives children something to look forward to, but it also prevents a lot of those tantrums because they're now getting a treat that they can walk away with. So we're preventing tantrums. We're making it a lot easier on the parents because they can now easily escort their kids to the cars because they're not kicking and screaming. And as I mentioned in the last tip, it takes a lot of the burden off of the host's shoulders because they feel like everybody is leaving on a positive note and everything went smoothly because again, as a parent, there's nothing worse, especially when you have babies and toddlers than telling your kid that it is time to leave a really fun place. So again, we did this a little bit differently. We did give goodie bags on the way out the door, but we also pulled them out a little bit early if kids were struggling when the play area closed. So because we only had a 30-minute difference between when the play area closed and when the kids left, if the kids were really struggling and they weren't interested in cake or cupcakes or the host didn't provide dessert for whatever reason, sometimes we would bust these goodie bags out a little bit early and it would really help with that transition from the play area to the cafe side of the party. So Again, this is another tip that you can execute based on how your business runs and how your business is set up, and you can really make it your own. So again, these are two tips to help your birthday parties run a lot more smoothly and prevent a lot of issues both on your guest end and on the host end. And again, generate that good word of mouth so that you can get more sales and more bookings and more repeat customers. So thank you so much, Maya. Thank you so much, Heather. I really appreciate you sharing your tips with us. We appreciate you so much. And if you have any tips that you want me to share or a little, or give you a little shout out or anything like that, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or message me. 
or send me an email. I'm always happy to share other tips because it just benefits everybody in this industry and in this podcast community that we have created together. All right. Thank you so much, Playmakers. I will be right back here with another tip tomorrow. And just as a quick reminder, if you found this helpful, the best way that you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. And if you've ever hosted your child's birthday party at an indoor play facility or anywhere and you had a great experience, do me a quick favor and help that business out and leave them a positive review because we are all about paying it forward and spreading kindness here. Again, of course, only if you had a great experience, but it really helps that business out and it will certainly put a smile on that business owner's face. So your play of the day is to leave one positive review for a business that you had a great experience with and to take these two tips from Heather and Maya and see how you can make them your own and execute them in your own business. All right, have a great day, playmakers.